Hello and welcome to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. Today is another personal life update. It is for October 2021. So it's early October at the time of recording. We'll probably get this out mid-October or so. I am batching a couple of podcast episodes because I'm actually going to be heading to London. And while I'm not going to be off for the entire time I'm in London, because I'll be there for a couple of weeks, I am trying to get ahead on some work because, you know, some things are just easier to do at home. And I don't really feel like bringing my podcast equipment with me, which is just a microphone, but still I am trying to keep as much room in my suitcase as possible because I know when I'm in London, I'm going to do some damage shopping (laughs) and I'm going to need space for all my new clothing items on the way back. So that's just a little update on what's going on in my personal life right now. Um, But I wanted to get on and give you guys an update in terms of what's been going on in my business. Something that I've been working through, kind of struggling on that I think is really, really relevant and probably something that you might struggle with as well, which is the difference between self-awareness and judgment and knowing when to hold yourself accountable and to give yourself grace. I know for a fact that I've said on the podcast, when I talk about a whole host of different things, right, that it's really important to be self-aware when it comes to personal development, business, entrepreneurship, achieving your goals, right? But there's a difference between self-awareness and judgment. Sometimes that line can be thin, but we always want to stay on the self-aware side, right? Because if we're ignorant, then nothing's going to get changed, right? We have to be honest with ourselves. But doing so in a loving way and how do we navigate that? So that's something I've been working on, not really so much in my coaching business, but with writing my book. So if you've been listening for a while, uh, thank you for supporting me. And if you're new, um, just to get you up to speed, I'm writing a book and I want to do the traditional publishing route. So for anyone who is unfamiliar with how you publish a book on the traditional publish publishing side, because there is self-publishing, you have to get an agent and then the agent will pitch your idea to different, um, you know, publishers, and then you get the book deal and all that stuff. But in order to first get the agent, you have to write a book proposal. This is where I'm currently at in the process. So still pretty early on, but the book proposal is pretty hefty. Um, You know, it's basically a giant pitch for your book. And it will include things like sample chapters, your book outline, market research, um, competitive analysis, so much stuff, a marketing plan and all of these things. And 
if you if you think about it, it's it's quite literally the equivalent of when you're applying to a job and you submit your resume and your cover letter. That's the same thing basically for your book proposal, right? Your book proposal is what gets you your first foot in the door to get an agent and then hopefully get you a book deal. And so when I first started with this whole book, I mean, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know, I've been talking about a book for months now. It's not a secret. And I did that on purpose for two reasons. I started talking about the fact that I was writing a book. The first reason was that I, you just never know who's listening. You never know who's going to hear what you have to say and what they do or who they might know. And I thought, okay, first of all, if I start talking about the fact that I'm writing a book, maybe someone who is in that world, another author, an agent, someone who works for a book publisher will see my content and we can get connected if they're looking for, you know, someone who is writing a book in my field. So that was it. I was like, all right, you know, what are the odds? But, you know, they're not zero. Let me start talking about it. And then the other reason why I started talking about it was because for me, if I said I was writing a book and I announced that to people, I wasn't going to back out. It might take me some time, but I wasn't going to not do it because for me, I didn't want to make this whole sink about I'm going to write a book and I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. And then people be like, oh, Victoria, what's going on with your book? And be like, oh, actually, I decided I don't want to write. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, if you change your mind. But I, I knew it wouldn't be me legitimately changing my mind about wanting to write a book. It would be me just letting fear, doubt and insecurity get in the way and continue to procrastinate or just push it off altogether and say, well, I'm not good enough to write a book. Who am I to write a book? yada, 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 and just not do it, right? So by announcing it to the world, I thought it would hold me accountable. So that's why I did it. Although I will copy all that and say there are studies that show that, you know, sometimes when you actually announce what your goal is, it can lower the likelihood of you achieving it because you get praise for it when you announce it. And so that increases some level of satisfaction within you. So you feel you feel that and then you don't feel the need to actually achieve the goal. I knew for me, uh, it would hold me accountable. And I will say that is true. Like people be like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm like, I, I didn't even do anything yet. Like I just said, I want to write a book, right? But people are like, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations, yada, yada, yada. As if I had actually written a book. Um, So I can see the thought with that. So if you're someone who has goals, like be honest with yourself in terms of what's actually going to help motivate you and hold you accountable. But that's why I started talking about this. And I don't know when exactly I mentioned this, but it was multiple months ago at this point. So October, maybe like May, I'm really not sure to be honest. Now I have known I wanted to write a book for years, but I didn't know what my book was gonna be until more recently. It wasn't until probably around May, to be honest, that the book idea that I currently have is what, you know, I was able to put together, right? Like I knew I always wanted to write a book. I knew a very, very high level what I wanted to be about, but I didn't have specifics. So I couldn't actually start writing a book. And it wasn't until, you know, a few months ago that I was like, oh, this is the first idea. And then um, after some stuff happened, I was able to narrow in. So my long-winded way of saying, This has been something in the back of my mind for a while. Now, 
fast forward, it's around the May-ish timeframe. I know that I want to do this book and I have to write a proposal and I'm putting it off and I'm putting it off and I'm putting it off. It is just getting pushed to the bottom of the to-do list and I'm not purposely avoiding it, but I'm not purposely doing anything to make it happen because number one, my priority at that time was my coaching business. You know, you can make money from writing a book, but it's a longer term thing, right? You're not going to get money until you get a book deal, right? And that could take months. And if you're doing self-publishing, it's actually the opposite. You're, <laughs> you're usually paying money in the beginning because you pay for things like your editor, distribution, um, things like that. And so you don't get paid until people start to buy your book and then you make your money back, all of these things. And so my priority was not the book proposal on top of the fact that sitting down to write the book brings up a lot of fears, doubts, and insecurities, right? Because at this time, it's easy to sit there and romanticize your goals. And you guys might be feeling that way too, which is, you know, when I'm sitting there before I've written a book proposal, before I have a book proposal, before I try to get an agent, it's easy to sit here and imagine what life would be like with my book on the shelves and Barnes and Nobles. I'm a New York Times bestselling author and all of these things. But when, you know, you sit down to take action on your goals, reality hits and it's like, well, wait a second. What if I'm not good enough? What if I can't get an agent? What if I get an agent, but no publishing house wants to do a deal with me? What if I publish my book, but it's awful and no one buys it and it has zero star reviews, right? And so it makes it more real and it makes all of that fear, doubt, and insecurity creep in. So it's not enjoyable and it's easier to stay in the fantasy of what if than be faced with potential reality that might be less than what you want for yourself. So that was another piece. But eventually, you know, let's say probably in August, I was like, all right, I really want to have this. Like, I know deep in my heart this is something I'm meant to do. I want to do it for me, but it's just so clearly something I'm meant to do. If, if for no one else, but for me, I want to do this. Right. And now with the book proposal process, I have explained some of it, right. Where you have to get an agent and then the agent is on your behalf, trying to get the book deal, yada, yada. So a lot of it in some ways is out of my control, right? Because my timeline was, I want to have a book deal by the end of 2021. This is me talking about it in August, by the way. And I had no proposal or I had very, like I had started my proposal, but it was so bare bones. It barely freaking counts to be honest. So I was like, all right, let me make myself a deadline where I need to be done with my proposal by the end of September, by September 30th, because I want a book deal in the dreamland, right? If it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. But my dream would be to have a book deal signed by December 31st, 2021. And there are a lot of things that are out of my control. And so I have to give time for that, right? It's not like I can control whether or not I get a book deal or when I get a book deal or when I get an agent. So I have to give myself lead room with that if I want to achieve the goal of, you know, getting the book deal by December 31st. So that was my goal. Fast forward, I'm working on it. And I really started to dive into a book proposal and I have not written a book before. And also you guys are not new to the podcast. You know, my background's in finance. I don't have a background in, you know, writing or like English major or like communicate. Like that is not what I have experience in. Now I do consider myself like a 
pretty decent writer, but it's not like I have experience in that world. And so I sat down and when I really started to put in energy and effort into this book proposal, because I had my deadline for the 30th of September, I realized how poorly I planned in terms of time management, because I effectively gave myself a month. This was at the end of August, I think that this was happening. I gave myself a month to get a book proposal done. Now, everyone does things differently, but I've heard, you know, I've done some research and people say like they spend months on their book proposal. And the reason is, again, similar to the resume, if the book proposal is your key to the rest of the process, if you don't have a good book proposal, you're either not going to get an agent or you may not get the best agent, which means you're not, you may or may not get a book deal or even a good book deal, right? Because your book deal they're not all one the same. You can get paid different amounts of money. There's different contract terms and all of these different things. And so it's really important to get, to put your best foot forward with this book proposal because people are looking to tell you no, right? If there's a grammatical error, no. If you're not making a compelling argument about it and why it should be published or why you should be the one to write it, they're just going to say no. Um, and so I found myself in this place where it was nearing the end of September and I was starting to get stressed out because I was like, I, I really, really want to have this done by the September 30th. Meanwhile, again, this is an, an internal deadline to me. No one, it's not like I have an agent or a publisher that I'm on deadline to. This is just to myself, but it was really important that I set that deadline because, you know, integrity with yourself and your goals, especially when you're an entrepreneur and not everyone's always holding you accountable is extremely important. And when you push deadlines, it becomes a very slippery slope. And I didn't want to get into that habit. And again, it was just like, this is my goal. And if I let myself down, then I have no one to blame but me. And so I was starting to get stressed out because I realized how much I had to get done and how little time I had allocated for myself with that right? Like for whatever reason, I thought I could just sit down one day and like bang out three chapters of a book. I don't know how, like, I don't know what was going on through my brain that I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. (laughs) I'm sorry, huh? Because keep in mind, right? Like I also have other responsibilities going on. Like I have my coaching business. So it's not like I have a full month where I'm just dedicated to writing this book. I have you know, my business to run and a personal life and all of these different things. So stressing out about that, right? What do I do? What do I do? And at the same time that this was going on, um, you know, my friends were having a reunion in Boston. I'm in, in New York, right? Uh, the weekend, it was like the one of the last weekends of September. And I was stressed out because I hadn't seen this full group of friends in over a year since before COVID. And I felt really bad because I really wanted to go, right? And see these friends, but it was gonna take up a couple of days because I was driving from New York. You know, we were gonna stay for a couple of days, all of these things. Like it wasn't as if, oh, my friends are just getting dinner. I can just go get dinner with them and I don't have to make a whole weekend. It was like, I kind of have to make a whole weekend because I'm traveling from New York to Boston, which yeah, it's not that far, but it's not quick enough in that way. And also, you know, after I drive for a while, like my brain's kind of shot, like I'm not going to drive for 
you know, three, four hours and then come home and write my book. It's the other thing with the creative process that I didn't fully realize at the time was just because I allocate four hours in a day to write the book does not necessarily mean I'm going to get that much done because, and I sit there and try to force myself to do it. Right. And I don't just let myself scroll on Instagram, but sometimes there's just writer's block and your brain is just empty. And yes, it's better to write garbage than nothing at all. And that has been my process. And I think that's something you guys can take away from anything. Like my goal with this proposal was at first is, can I just get a shitty first draft? <laughs> like, that's it. Because after you have the draft, it's easier to make it better, but it's just when you have nothing to work with and you have to start from scratch, that's the hardest. Anyway, so this is kind of where the whole judgment, self-awareness, hold yourself accountable, give yourself grace situation comes in because it was in the spot where I really wanted to see my friends Two of them, it was like going to be their birthdays soon. I knew if I didn't go now because of my personal schedule and then going to London for a couple of weeks, I wouldn't see them again for months. So I was like, what do I do? I really want to go. And I'm not on deadline to anyone else but myself. But at the same time, I have this goal and I don't want to like disappoint myself and all of these things and going back and forth and really shaming myself in certain ways where, you know, it's you know, you put this off for so long. This is your own problem. Like you have to suffer the consequences, like suck it up, stay home and write the book or, you know, but then the other side of me say, it's not the end of the world. You can push your deadline. Um, you know, it's important to have balance in your life. You didn't start this job just to make yourself miserable, you know, go have some fun. And so I really didn't know what to do because that that's really really where I was. And I'm just going to take you through what I did in my thought process so that when you find yourself in these positions where you're not really sure what to do, again, there's no right or wrong. It's going to vary for everyone. Um, you know, maybe it'll help because again, you have to, as an entrepreneur, hold yourself accountable, but there's a balance, right? And where do you draw the line? So for me, I took a look at where the proposal was at, where I was at with it and where, what the finished product was going to look like. I had also recent, in like recent days had spoken to a published author who is talking to me about what should be in the book proposal and all these things. So I then also had a list of things that I didn't necessarily think about at the time to add to all the things that I had to do. And ultimately, spoiler alert, I decided to go to Boston and extend the deadline. But here, here is why. I looked at where I was with the proposal, where I needed it to be to actually be finished, right? Because again, I said, this is putting your best foot forward. This isn't, let me just aimlessly do a bunch of data entry that I have to get done and then it's done, right? Like there's a level of quality that needs to be here. And the amount of time I had, so even if I didn't go to Boston, I was only gonna have a week or so to finish it. And even if I did not go to Boston, there was no way in hell that that proposal was going to get done and get done well. Even if I didn't work on my business and all the other things I have to do, and I just crammed for the proposal, maybe I would have gotten it done in a week, but the quality would not have been there at all. And so then what's the point? I would have made myself miserable for, I think it was like seven or 10 days, whatever it was. 
And then I would have had a proposal. Yeah, but it wasn't, it's not going to be in condition for it to go. So what was, what really was the point of me? You know, I hope this is making sense, but what, what's the benefit of me missing out on my weekend reunion, right? Like this is also the thing. It was a Friday to go Sunday. So it was three days. I wasn't going away for two weeks and all of these things, right? And I also looked at my calendar because I was like, oh, I just wish the reunion was the following week or the week after because then I could hold my deadline because I was free for the next two weekends before I was leaving for London for a little bit. And so I looked at that and I was like, okay, wait a second. Like realistically, I know it's not the best that I'm pushing my deadline, but I need more time regardless, right? If I just spend these three days there, I can spend the next two weeks working on this book proposal and getting it to a good place and doing it in a way that doesn't completely drain me, which ultimately is going to get me a better proposal, which is going to help me later on, right? And I think, so that that was kind of my decision in making it, but, and the other like ultimate reason why I decided it was okay to push it was because, yes, I had procrastinated starting my book proposal for months until like the late August timeframe. But once I sat down to do it and like really made it a priority for myself, I pushed it because I genuinely completely miss interpreted how much time it was going to take me which makes sense because as I said I've never done a book proposal before how was I supposed to know that it was actually going to take me all of these things like all of these roadblocks came up which are natural and normal that I hadn't anticipated because I didn't know any better right and that is ultimately why I was okay with pushing it because it was a genuine mistake on my part because I've never done this before and I'm learning right? Versus, which I've done, by the way, before I, it was, you know, let's say, for example, it was September 20th, and I hadn't even opened my, like, laptop to start writing my book yet. Like, that would have been me just slacking off on myself, and just letting myself down and being kind of lazy. And I don't like saying lazy, because usually, like, procrastination has nothing to do with you being lazy. It's always an emotional management issue. So the, the, it's like you're avoiding those fears, doubts, and insecurities, right? But it's not that I was just being irresponsible with it, right? And that's not to shame anyone. Like I've had my fair share of things. Like, as I've said, I've wanted to do this for a while. And I've only more in more recent months been taking it more seriously and actually taking action on it. Right? And so that was the other thing is, is it just because I decided to watch TV for three weeks straight instead of watching my or doing my book proposal. Okay. If that was the case, then there's no way I was going to go to Boston because there are consequences to my actions and I am in, in integrity with myself and that's not okay with me for myself and my standards. But in the situation where I was like, all right, it's not going to work out anyway. You can kill yourself, but for what? Give yourself a little bit of grace. Like it's okay. You're a human. You make mistakes. Life comes up. And again, you didn't build a business just to be miserable. And I think this is important too, because some of the more recent episodes we've talked about is scheduling. So when you're scheduling things, right? Like don't beat yourself up if it takes an hour to do something you might have allocated 30 minutes for, or maybe something takes three hours that you thought was only going to take 30 minutes. You're learning how much time things take. You're not going to get it right, most likely, on the first time. 
So again, it's a balance between giving yourself grace and learning and adjusting, but then also not giving yourself so much time that you allow yourself to procrastinate and self-sabotage, right? So for context, I have given myself until the end of October to get the book proposal done on my end, right? So that means the stuff that's on my end will be done. Now there's going to have more work to be done. I'm going to need most likely an editor to look through the proposal and make some final tweaks. And then I have to send letters to different agents and all of those things, right? But the proposal, as far as I can take it on my end before getting other people involved and however long it takes to do those back and forths will be done by October 31st. That is my new deadline. So holding myself accountable to that, but I hope that this episode helps because I know it can be really hard when, especially as entrepreneurs, we have all these big goals and then we have a tendency to push them off and push them off and beat ourselves up over it. And I've done that too. And you're like, why can't I just do this? And if you're in that spot, I don't want you to listen to this episode and think, well, like, oh, I should just shame myself and I shouldn't have done this and blah, blah, blah. And I shouldn't have done whatever thing you did in place of the activity you were supposed to do that would have, you know, moved you closer to your goal. And if you're in that spot, ask yourself, right? Why did you choose the other thing? No judgment. I'm, I'm genuinely asking like, right. What about it? Like, you know, you have these goals. So what's, what's actually stopping you? What's preventing you? What emotions are you feeling when you think about your goal, what uncomfortable emotions, your doubts and insecurities are coming up for you? What's unclear or scary about that? Procrastination is an emotional management issue. It is not a time management issue, right? Procrastination is not a time management issue. It's an emotional management issue, right? When I was procrastinating starting my book, it was because, oh, like, what if it doesn't really work out? All of those things. So when you're procrastinating on a goal, right? Because sometimes, yeah, I don't really want to do the dishes, whatever. Not talking about that here. What are you scared of? What are you afraid of? What fears, doubts, insecurities? How does procrastination help you in some way? I'll do another episode on this because it's so prevalent, but procrastination is a form of protection. It will protect you from shame, from judgment, from blame, from uncertainty, from success, which sounds weird, but a lot of people have subconscious fears of success, which is another episode I'm going to do because I have, we all, I'm convinced everyone has it, but we have them on different levels and for different things. And they're sneaky because we don't realize it. And I'll talk about how I was sabotaging myself with TikTok because of this fear that I didn't realize I had until a while after. Right. But your procrastination is you, your form of protection from something. And until you do the work to understand what you're actually procrastinating, and I promise you, it's not the task itself. It is something about the task, some emotion or feeling that that task is bringing out in you that you're avoiding. The procrastination is not going to go away. I talk to people all the time who are interested in, you know, working with me for the profit portal and they say, um, you know, I've been procrastinating starting my coaching business, which is ultimately part of the reason why they sign on, right? For that support and accountability. 
because they know they want to go full-time in their business. They know they want to start a coaching business, but they've, you know, keep putting it off and they need something to change. And that's part of the reason why I'm here to hold you accountable. But it's like understanding, okay, why are you procrastinating starting the coaching business? What about it? Right. And it's different for everyone. I know I've talked about this on the podcast. For me, it was a lot of fear of failure, but mostly fear of judgment. What are people in my real life going to think about me when I quit my corporate job and become a coach? Like, is coach even a real job? Like, what is that? Right. So um, hopefully, again, this helps. If you're procrastinating, ask yourself why. Do those, you know, do a little deeper inner work around what you would be avoiding. Keep an eye out. I'll um, do a procrastination episode, especially now that I'm batching <laughs> some uh, some content. But I do want to take my time with that one and make sure it's good because I know it's a good topic. And yeah, just be on yourself with the self awareness versus judgment. It's a balancing act. It's, you know, a learning curve as you go through life, as you work towards your goals, but just to keep in mind, like, is this self-awareness? Is this judgment? You know, why am I pushing off my goals? You know, what's the real reason for it? And how do I feel about that? Is that an integrity with myself? That's the other thing I just wanted to touch on quickly, which is integrity doesn't always mean I say something. So I do exactly that. Right. A lot of the times it does. Like I say, I'm going to be somewhere at this time to meet someone and I do that and I'm not late or whatever. But even using that example, if you're, you can be late to said event, but still be in integrity with yourself and your values. If for example, you're running late and you text your friend, Hey, by the way, I'm running 15 minutes late, right? Or 30 minutes or even an hour late, let's say, right? And it's not like you're running late, but you don't tell your friend, then your friend is just at the restaurant waiting for you, texting you, and they have no idea where you are, right? Especially also if this is a once in a while thing, right? If you're consistently late, that's out of integrity with yourself, right? There are ways that even if you don't meet your original deadline, like the way that I did, how you can still remain in integrity with yourself. That's the most important. And again, Another example of another podcast I should do because I already have a thousand things I can talk about on it and what it is and how to stay in integrity and how to build integrity with yourself. Because if you don't have it, as in you don't trust yourself, you say one thing, but then you don't follow through and you know that about yourself and subconsciously because you know that about yourself, you continue to do that because that's the identity that you have for yourself. So it's hard to kind of break that pattern. Yeah, it's, it's very important. I know I when to end this podcast episode and then went on three different tangents for three very large, important, nuanced topics and just brushed on them. But regardless, I do hope that this podcast episode was helpful. And if it was, I would so appreciate you, you know, leaving a rating and review on iTunes if that feels good and in alignment to you and sending this episode to someone who might need to hear this too, you know, No matter where you are in the pursuit of your goals and working towards them, I am so proud of you. And I want you to know that, that you are making progress. Even if it's just listening to this podcast, just surrounding yourself with positivity, just thinking of the possibilities for you and yourself, that is more than most people will do. It is very hard to pursue your goals and not in a wake up at 2 a.m. type of way, but in the way where you have to be really courageous because it's not the normal thing to do. And it's hard and it's scary. And sometimes we judge ourselves and 
beat ourselves up a little bit too much and it's a learning curve for sure. But um, I'm so proud of you for working on all of these big, big audacious goals. And I just want you to know that. So with that, I will leave you and talk you talk to you in next week's episode. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.